everybody. Welcome back to Amanda's World. This week I have on Kara. She's a radio host. We talk about so many different things. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and I'll see you guys for Saturday's upload. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Amanda's World. This week I'm joined by Kara. I'm going to let her introduce herself and, tell and let her tell everybody a little bit about her work in the radio industry. Sure. Hi. Well, thanks for having me. My name is Kara Hart. I'm based in northeastern Pennsylvania, so the Scranton area near where the office was filmed. Okay. Um, I've been in radios, well, about 20 years, I mean, on and off, um, mm-hmm. but for the last five years consistently, and I'm, I don't know, I'm happy. I'm also part of a podcast, give you a little background about that uh-huh. myself, um, so it's really interesting to be able to connect with you. Thank and, you. And talk a little bit more about this. Well, it's really funny. My friend, you know my friend Kylie Montel, she runs a podcast, Talk of Fame. Yep. She gave me your connection because I needed interviews. And she's like, you have to interview Kara. She's really sweet. And I was like, looking into your stuff, how did you get into radio? Well, it's an interesting story. Back when I was in college, I went to a local school here in mm-hmm. Wilkes Ferry, King's College. And I went for marketing. And my entire goal of my life was to do international business. So I was minoring in French. I mm-hmm. was trying so hard to be working with Canada. What? No plans to stay in Northeast PA whatsoever. And then as I was in school, I started trying to expand my horizons, doing new things. Uh, the radio station that I currently work for actually had an internship available. So I took a promotions internship and the internship quickly became uh, like a part-time job. Uh-huh. And then they started training me a little bit in broadcast and kind of went on from there. That's so cool. I know um, me personally, I've been doing this since I was 16, but my school was starting a media class the year I started podcasting. They were in the middle of doing it. So I got first mm-hmm. access to the studio and everything and got to use all the equipment cool. and fell in love with it. Now I do it full time. It really is one of those things they people talk about the radio bug. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that is the best way to explain it because once yeah. you do something in radio, you're kind of set on it for you're life. You're stuck with it. And it's funny, people will be like, I don't know if your podcast is on YouTube. I've never once touched YouTube for my podcast. I've only used the streaming services. Yeah, we haven't done anything with YouTube yet. Maybe just like little short videos if we do segments, like extra mm-hmm. segments outside of the podcast. But um, our podcast is available on all podcast platforms. But What's not, your podcast um, called? It's called A Freak Accident. Can you tell everybody what it was about a little bit so they have an idea? Yeah, A Freak Accident, it's me and three other uh, co-hosts. And I actually jumped on board with them. They were doing the podcast before I got recruited into it. But it's kind of like a morning show type vibe. Mm-hmm. So we just take um, things that are relevant in the news or maybe mm-hmm. just, you know, fun facts. We do little challenge segments, things like that. And we get together. We talk for an hour every week and just kind of have fun with it. That's so cool. You know what's funny? I don't know. Have you ever seen your, like your Spotify rap and you get like the hours that people listen to your podcast? Mm-hmm. people listen to my podcast at 5 a.m in the morning new york time yeah i'm not surprised it's so weird 5 a.m to 9 a.m is my most listening time and i don't under, i don't know if it's just you but that confuses me i'm like why would people want to listen to me at 5 a.m in the morning i think what's happening is they're getting up early and they're getting ready for school or work mm-hmm. and they're like you know what i gotta hear what my girl man is doing yeah let's do it right what's now. your most likely times i'm on from your spotify rap um ours kind of varies so I, we're looking at like um, lunchtime, okay, and then uh, after work mostly. Yeah, and you know what else I find interesting is the age reigning audiences. Mm-hmm. Mine yeah. goes from sixteen to sixty. I don't know about yours. Yeah, we kind of span a lot. Our our 
um, the most people are kind of right in the middle there. So maybe like 25 to 45 is the highest mm-hmm. range for us. But, you know, you always have those outliers too. Everybody's interested in all different stuff. So it makes perfect yeah. sense. It's interesting. You know what else I find very interesting about podcasting is like mm-hmm. Apple podcasting. I don't know if you've had an issue with it. I had, it took me a year to get my sats from Apple. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the technical part. Um, I don't do a lot of that. I kind of mm-hmm. manage the social media for us. So I don't know if he's had trouble with Apple, but maybe. <laughs> oh my God. No. Well, I had the issues because I was underage at the time I started. They wouldn't give me my sats. Oh, uh, okay. Well, and now that I'm over, I'm, I'm the right age. I finally got my sats. Well, that's good news. Yeah. So now it I helps wanna, you determine what you're going to talk about a little bit better. It really does. And what drives me, what I find so interesting, I have a bigger male audience than I do female. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Male, female, a little bit. I just find it interesting. So now I want to mm-hmm. ask you, what's been your favorite episode of your podcast that you've done? Oh, my gosh. Um, there was an episode we did a few weeks back. And it was almost like we were ganging up on each other, but in a Mm -hmm. fun way. And I just remember laughing so hard and I couldn't point exactly what it was that happened, but we did something where we just started laughing so hard and it was so real and so honest that we were just being silly and it came through on the podcast. Like when we listened back to it and it was one of my favorites to listen to because you can hear how much we were really having a good time with Uh each other. And that I think is is cool because I think that resonates when you're listening, you know, you kind of get the case of the giggles from us Mm -hmm. on the podcast. That's funny. I feel like my best episodes have been my Long Island episodes. Mm -hmm. Personally, they do the best. And like some of the editing that I've had to edit out has been my favorite because I had one boy say some really messed up stuff and I had to cut it out or um, he did ASMR in the middle of his podcast interesting so it's like those interviews i love like the ones that are like at my hometown are my favorite yeah. because it's just like you know it's people who i love and care for and it's like the funniest sure. thing ever. do you do stuff like in person in your hometown yeah i use a school studio but like um the libra is going on he's a special case he'll be doing on zoom because i won't have access to the studio anymore even though he lives five minutes from me come to my house but normally mm-hmm. i do it in in person and it's been like the best experiences doing in the studio yeah I think that's fun. And and really, again, that goes back to all that radio that you're so interested in doing because it really connects, you know? Yeah, it really does. I have to tell you, being involved with this has given me a lot of experience about using equipment. Like, the first time mm-hmm. I used a pod track, I taught myself how to use a pod track for the first time. Really? Yeah, my teacher handed it to me and was like, figure out how to work it. I know you can do it. I was like, okay. So I did it. I played around with it and I got it to work. Now, that's awesome because that's um, an unsung hero kind of deal. You know, not mm-hmm. everybody knows how to work everything. So the production value that you're getting from that, that's going to be so helpful for you. Yeah, it is. I had an issue getting mics, though, for it. It took me forever to find microphones, and I finally got them. Yeah, it does take some time mm-hmm. to get stuff together. But you'll find the right stuff you need. There'll yeah. be so many equipment changes as life goes on, you know. So whatever yeah. works best for you. That's cool. Yep. So now I want to ask you, have you had a favorite like guest that you've gotten an interview either in radio or in like podcasting? Um, one of my biggest guests that I've interviewed so far. So probably my favorite, I got to talk to, um, Louis Tomlinson, uh, formerly of One Direction. <gasps> Stop it. Actually. <laughs> yes. That's so sick. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite ones. He was really cool. We did like a live interview at a local coffee shop with listeners. Mm-hmm. And what was really fun was we got to field a lot of our listener questions. And he was so open and receptive to all of them. That was a really easy conversation. 
So I appreciated the fact that I was able to, you know, take my time and talk to them and do that. That's sick. I've had several, yeah. but two of my okay. favorites was, I meant, you know, the song Impossible. It's like, tell them all I know now. Shout out on the rooftops, right on the sky. Yeah, I meant yeah. the singer, the actual singer who That's wrote the song. Cool. And she was so down to earth. I loved her. And then I yep. met this girl. Everybody from my hometown knows her. Her name is Jolie Live. She works for Young Hollywood as a head producer. I met her and she was so sweet. I loved her. And we kept in uh-huh. touch. So those are like two of my favorites. Yeah, that's good. And, and you have like good connections, like personal mm-hmm. connections with them. So yeah, and I met her, the singer of Impossible with Chantel. She's so sweet. I loved her. But that's now awesome. I want to ask you, do you have a favorite TV show to like watch? Oh my gosh, I have a lot of TV shows that I watch, and most of the time it's ones that are older, and Mm. I just keep watching them over and over and over again, so I know it's super cliche because I'm from Scranton, but I love The Office. It is one of my number one shows to watch. (laughs) I've never seen that show. Oh my gosh. Is it good? It's It's really good, but here's the thing with The Office, and I found this with people of all age groups watching it. You either love it or you hate it. Okay. There's not anybody that just watches it and is like, yeah, I could, you know, I could watch The Office. It's no big deal. You're either. So sorry. Did you hear that? It just thundered. Like, it sounded like it was like bowling, like rocks. I don't know if my audience just heard that. That's why I jumped. Sorry. (laughs) You're okay. It's okay. Yeah. No, anyways, back to what you were saying. (laughs) If one is really like that, it gets distracting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You either love The Office or you hate it. Okay. So, you know. My favorite. I have like a hundred favorite shows, but I'm a hardcore Vampire Diaries fan. I've just recently started watching that. What did you think? Uh, so far, I'm into it. So wait, wait. I feel like you want to see something really funny? Good. I have a tapestry of Damon Salvatore rolling his eyes in my bedroom. Oh my gosh, you do? Yeah. I bought that impulsively with my Christmas money one year, and now it's been in my room ever since. It's mm, a good, good purchase. Are you Team Stefan or team, team Damon right now? I'm not really. I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, keeping myself mm-hmm. out of it for now. I'm just kind of an onlooker. But okay. I'm sure I'll, I'll jump in pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets addicting. And I'll be honest, I thought it was getting taken off Netflix. What it did, I bought all the DVDs. I have each season on DVD. Wow, really? Because I was that obsessed with it in middle in, in ninth grade that I bought every single DVD. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the shows that are like that, that you just you feel like you need to have those. I did that with, um, oh, God, what show was it? It was a, a long time ago. There was a show on NBC called Chuck. <gasps> I've seen it. And I had the DVDs for that. Uh, I don't think I have them anymore. No. I don't know, but I did. I had the DVDs at one point to I Heart Lucy. I Love Lucy or whatever. Oh, yes. Oh, that show is such a classic. It really is. And my mom, and the other one was Ed the Talking Horse. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved my, that, growing up that show, I used to sing that song, like, talk to Mr. Ed. Oh, yeah. And over again. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite shows growing up, because I grew up, I grew up riding horses. Well, yeah, and, and it's cool to think that your horse could talk to you. I don't yeah. know. And they actually thought his lips were funny, how and his so, lips always, like, moved around. Mm, that was one of my favorites. So now, this is a new question I want to ask. Do you have a favorite movie franchise, like a favorite movie? Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. That is such a good question. Um, honestly, I haven't been to the movies in a hot minute, mm-hmm. so I don't have a really good answer. I think the last franchise movies that I watched was, like, Twilight, probably. Oh, I love that. I have a shirt of Edwin that says, I like my men that sparkle. Yep. Um, My favorite show, my movie franchise, is Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I was um, books before movies for those, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a good idea until I saw the movies. And then I was like, well, hang on a second, because they're really, really good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of transcends or, ages, too. You know what? People don't know this. Percy Jackson, the movies. Uh, yeah. Percy Jackson, one of my favorite movies franchise is Percy Jackson. I don't think I've ever... I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's such a good movie, and I have a funny story. On my 16th birthday, it was, like, middle of quarantine. I had an outdoor party with a movie screen, and it was the day that a whole hurricane hit back in 2020 where everybody lost power. That was my birthday. So we did an outdoor movie night with the actual DVD of the movie that I had because I had no power, and we'd use a generator, and we did a movie night, and everybody in my neighborhood got together with me and my friends and watched Percy Jackson see a monsters with us. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, but even frat boys that were going to parties pulled over on the side of the road and watched it. I love that. That was It was the, one of the best nights ever, and we all watched um, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters. It was one of my favorite movies. That's so fun, and what a cool memory to have with it. Too, it was, know? too. It was supposed to be in my backyard. My backyard got trashed from the hurricane, broke my deck. So it was in my front yard. It was a hot mess, but it was such a fun memory. Yeah, that is, and really... Yeah, you'll, I mean, you made something really good out of yeah. a bad situation, so. It was, and COVID wasn't easy for me. My mom had COVID the day the whole world shut down. Oh, God. Yeah, she tested positive. I have a documentary called My Mother Has COVID. I mean. <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, yeah. What was sense. What was your COVID time, like, working and everything? Hmm, COVID was different. So in the beginning, we still kept coming into the office and the studio mm-hmm. because media, you know, was able to do that at that time. Then as things got shut down longer, um, we really didn't come in anymore. We worked from home. Yeah. We were doing, you know, layoffs here and there. Yeah. And it was a totally different experience. The energy and the vibes in radio are way different when you're in studio than Absolutely. when you're working from home. Absolutely. You know? I've always been doing it on Zoom and in person. But I feel like with Zoom, I like the vibes on Zoom sometimes because you really get to mm-hmm. see, like, other people's, like, personal lives. Like, you get to see their animals. What I love to see their animals. I got a picture of my animal behind me. What do you have? Here. That's my that's my golden doodle, Timmy. Oh, cute. I have my Siamese loudmouth, Daisy. She screams all the time. Oh, and then I have Oliver. He was just in my room purring. He was trying to get me to feed him because he'll act like he hasn't eaten all day when he's had, like, four oh, meals. Right, of course. This is what he does is he'll beg for food when it's not his dinner time because he's hungry. Yeah. Well, you mm-hmm. know, little pigs. Yeah. All little pigs. But I love my animals. But thank you for coming on. Kara, I'm going to link all her stuff below. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys for Saturday's upload. Thank you for listening to this episode of Man as Well. Make sure you check out Kara's Instagram. I'm going to put that below. Make sure you check out my Instagram. And I'll see you guys for Saturday's upload. Thanks for listening.